You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. This is your co-host, Danny. And we have a fun-filled show for you today. We'll go ahead and recap the NBA season, what happened down in the bubble. And then we have a, a little bit of, of a football discussion for you. And then we have a very interesting trading card scenario. So stay tuned for that. Let's talk about what happened down in the bubble uh, for the NBA. Um, let me just say this. Congratulations to Lakers Nation, to the organization, the players, the coaches, et cetera. Uh, as I mentioned in one of our previous episodes, this championship should be an asterisk for the winner and what they went through and not necessarily an asterisk against uh, the season or against the champion. NBA players were, were like, don't go for, you know, go to the bubble or this wouldn't be tough enough or they wouldn't go through the grind uh, like a regular season or a regular playoff run. But let's be reminded that the NBA had to, they started this season, they stopped it due to the pandemic, and they stopped it for an extended period of time. The players got out of their routine, in some cases didn't even work out, and then they started back. And then they had to go back in to work out for a couple of weeks or a few weeks. And then they went down to the bubble all for the championship. And oh, by the way, I want to say the Lakers and Miami Heat, they were actually away in the bubble for 90 plus days. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say there should be an asterisk for this NBA championship or for this particular season, because the mental grind that the actual players and coaches and organizations had to go through uh, was something quite different. So uh, again, congratulations. What say you, Danny? Yes. Congratulations to my Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> Here we go, man. <laughs> <laughs> On a successful bubble reboot season. Um, like Jason said, just congratulations to the NBA overall for pulling this off and not having any positive tests, more or less showing the blueprint if they have to revert back to this when they start the 2021 season. Mm -hmm. From the player's perspective, it's very difficult. Like you said, it's mentally draining, physically draining, uh, not having your family, even though some family members were able to come later in the rounds as they staggered people coming into the bubble. But it was all in all a success. Uh, Lakers pulled it out in six. Congratulations to the Miami Heat on a successful season. I know they wanted the championship, but as far as they went, the road they took to get to the championship. And if you remember, Jason, we had our preview show way back in 2019, it seems like, uh, back in 2019, where I said I had a funny feeling about the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I did not think they would go to the championship, <laughs> but it was something about them, man, and they bought in. Mm -hmm. And I think some people owe Jimmy Butler an apology for all the grief they gave him when he was in Minnesota because the Miami Heat represented what he wanted out of the team, previous teams he was on. Mm -hmm. He wanted people to buy in, be accountable, work hard, follow his lead. And the Miami Heat did that. They had impressionable younger players. They had impressionable veterans. And they came 
two games short of the finals championship. So kudos to the Miami Heat. And having said all that, I still don't believe Bron is better than Jordan. Bron has exceeded expectations, but Bron also has six L's in the finals. And for some reason, that finals loss to the Dallas Mavericks, that is this etched in my, in my psyche, in my mind. And that, to me, is a huge part in the argument or in the debate. You can't discount that finals appearance. I'm not saying that LeBron is not on the Mount Rushmore, but I, I just can't, I can't put him over Jordan. Uh, and this is coming from uh, a person who was not a Jordan fan like that growing up. And Danny, you know that. Yeah, same here. <laughs> here here's the other thing, too. And I, I got this couple more points on this. So Jordan did take and make the winning shot in the championship game in college for a championship. And so in the coming days, weeks, months, and years that people are going to be debating, okay, who's the best? I really wish that the discuss when when this discussion happens that the college career is taken into account. I mean, let's look at it: Magic versus Bird in college, right? That is still the most watched college title game for the NCAA to this to this day. Magic wins a chip in Michigan State. He goes on to win as a rookie with the Lakers. Playing the last game, what was it, 42 points, 15 boards, 7 assists, as a rookie to clinch a chip. But let's talk about Luau Cinder, mm-hmm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He won three chips in college, man, for UCLA Bruins. Could have won four if it wasn't for, you know, freshmen uh, at UCLA not being able to play on a varsity team. So I, I say that to say I, I hope that when the debate happens that we also take into account what some of these players that will be in that debate, their college careers, because they won championships in college and they could have easily you know, went ahead and used those years in the NBA. So who knows how many more championships they could have won in the NBA. Let's talk about Lou Alcindor. I mean, they modified the rules for him because he was dunking on people. They, they, they didn't want – I mean, they modified rules. So how many more championships could Kareem have won if he went straight to the NBA? Mm-hmm. So, again, congrats to the Lakers. Congrats to Anthony Davis. Congrats to LeBron, um, for, especially for being in the bubble for 90-plus days. I still put Jordan above LeBron if we're doing comparison. But it's again, it's not to say that LeBron isn't a great player because he is. Uh, he's more to me like a Magic Johnson type. And I'll say this, and Danny, and you all know this my favorite player of all time is Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. I have put Magic Johnson on that Mount Rushmore, but I've been kind of thinking, I was like, will LeBron le- replace Magic on that Mount Rushmore? And I've been thinking, I've been going back and forth on that. And so, I'll just say I don't know right now. Here's the reason why. Because there would not have been an NBA if it wasn't for Magic and Bird. We would not be talking about a LeBron. We would not be talking about a Steph Curry. Heck, we wouldn't even be talking about a Michael Jordan if it wasn't for Magic Johnson and Larry Bird saving the NBA. So I'll just say that. Well, again, congratulations to Laker Nation and to the uh, Los Angeles Lakers organization. And now on to our NFL discussion. Uh, my Green Bay Packers actually had a buy, so I don't have a whole lot to say, but I will say this. Get well soon, Dak Prescott. 
quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys who suffered a horrific injury but had successful surgery yesterday. Uh, I believe he's going to be coming out of the hospital today. So get well soon. Chase Claypool (laughs) had, what, four touchdowns for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is the same Chase Claypool who is 6'4", wide receiver from Notre Dame. Second round pick in this year's NFL draft. The Pittsburgh Steelers selected him in the second round. Runs a 4-4-2-40. So here's my thing. If the Packers moved up to go ahead and get Jordan Love in the first round, they could have moved up to get a wide receiver in the second round. Robert Tanyan, who is a tight end for the Packers. This is his third year out of Indiana State undrafted. I think I read something earlier that Tanyan is now uh, the first Green Bay Packer tight end in a Super Bowl era to have five touchdowns through the first four games of a season. So Tanyan undrafted in 2017, signed by the Lions, waived, and then put on the Packers practice squad. I say that to say this. In the third round of this year's draft, the Green Bay Packers selected Josiah DeGuro in the third round. So far, he's, he's a tight end. So far, one catch for 12 yards this season. Combine speed of a 4.72. Here's my point. We could have packaged up the third round pick and something else to possibly move up in the second round to get a, a quality receiver. If the goal was to get a tight end in the third round, so the GM supposedly knows, okay, who's on our roster, right? Yep. So theoretically, they should know who is on the practice squad. My GM had is saying, okay, if I know I got potential weapons on my practice squad and I'm going to possibly move them up, go for it. You're, you're, you're trying to get a tight end in the third round? Package that up. Get a, get a quality receiver that has some speed. 4-4-2 is some speed, man. Package that up, and, and he's 6'4". I mean, you could almost have used him kind of as a combination tight end. I mean, not you could have done something there. So... I think that's just a missed opportunity, especially since we got this tight end right now that Tanya that's doing pretty well. All I'm saying is I think this is a huge missed opportunity that I think is going to hurt us later on down the road. If we get into the playoffs, I think that's going to hurt us. So that's that's all I have uh, by hand, man. What, what say you, Danny? First off, Jason, Tanya, you want to congratulate my Atlanta Falcons for giving him three of those five touchdowns last <laughs> <laughs> Last week, I think I think that DB's still on the ground. <laughs> As of last night, my Falcons made some executive moves. They got rid of Dan Quinn. They got rid of Dimitrov, Thomas Dimitrov, our GM. And today they got rid of our special teams coordinator. So Raheem Morris is our interim head coach. And Arthur Blank had a press conference today. But ultimately, he's going to evaluate Raheem, see what he does. And there are going to be no drastic moves as of now with the roster. They want to give that to the new GM and head coach that they'll be bringing in for the next season. So that being said, I think it it was the right move, obviously. We shouldn't have lost to the Panthers. But like I said in a previous show, it can be all all on Dan Quinn. If anyone, I know probably not a lot of people watched that Panthers-Falcons game yesterday, but I did. Matt Ryan's performance is, is not acceptable, man, for a number one quarterback making the money he's making, and they're dependent on him. Another game where he had receivers wide open in the end zone and missed them. There's no excuse for them losing that game yesterday to the Carolina Panthers. Arthur Blank had no choice. 
He's losing fans by the minute with them being 0-5. It also comes back to the roster. Some accountability from the player perspective where Dan Quinn shouldn't have even been put in this position to get fired this year. At least make it, make it through the year. Because technically in my book, they should, they should be 3-2, and two, not 0-5. I wish Raheem well in these last 11 games. Uh, I would love to see, it, see a victory. That would be nice. I don't want to go to 0 for route. I know a lot of people now are on the Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields bandwagon, getting that quarterback in here to replace old Matty Ice. It would be nice to have it, but I don't know how that's going to play out, man. It's a long season. They still have a lot of opportunity left in the schedule, so I don't see them going 0 for um, under Raheem. Uh, yeah, so it was a bittersweet day seeing Dan Quinn go. I was not sad by seeing Thomas Dimitrov go because he's made some interesting moves as a GM that I didn't agree with, but now he's gone as well. So onward and upward, man, as an Atlanta Falcons fan, rise up as always, and we will see what happens next week against the Minnesota Vikings. All down. (laughs) That's what's going to happen to y'all. Let let me just say this, man, real quickly. So I have mixed feelings about Raheem Morris being the interim head coach. I too don't want the Falcons to go over. I especially don't want them to go over under Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris is a young coach mm-hmm. who still has the potential and opportunities to become a head coach. And in no way do I want the over situation or losing record situation to hinder him from becoming a head coach. And was he head coach down in Tampa? I think he's learned uh, a lot with this roster. I just don't, I don't know. Uh, but I just don't want it to be a detriment to him to get in a head coaching position. So I'll, I'll just say that. And now for our trading card scenario. Go, go for it, Dan. So our trading card scenario today is an interesting one. It's from the NFL. Is Russell Wilson's 2012 Topps rookie card or Aaron Rodgers' 2005 Topps rookie card? A couple quick bios. Russell Wilson attended both NC State and Wisconsin, finished with Wisconsin, and was picked in the third round, picked overall pick number 75 by the Seattle Seahawks. And Aaron Rodgers was a first round pick by the Green Bay Packers out of Cal. And he was picked 24. Both have a Super Bowl under their belts. Aaron Rodgers is a two-time MVP, eight-time Pro Bowler. Russ is a six-time Pro Bowler, no MVPs. So, Jason, you have the Russell Wilson card here, Aaron Rodgers rookie card. Who are you taking? Look, man, the fans know where I'm going with this already. Go back to the college years and see what they have done in college to see if it's going to translate, transition to the NFL. Aaron Rodgers went to a junior college, worked himself on up 2003 as a sophomore, had a outstanding season, 19 touchdowns, five interceptions. Following year, 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions. For our younger fans, let me just recommend y'all go out to YouTube and look at the Aaron Rodgers California or Cal highlight clips. Aaron Rodgers was dropping dimes in college, man. The power that he had on the ball, man, was just absolutely phenomenal, man. It got even better once he got into the NFL. The NFL, in the NFL, I mean... Like you said, one Super Bowl ring for Aaron Rodgers. Some can argue it should be even more, okay? I think 
we're seeing that coaching still matters. We're seeing that roster still matter. We're seeing the fact that Aaron Rodgers never really had a number one off a first round offensive player like that uh, around him, but yet he made everybody better. Versus Russell Wilson's college, uh, like you said, North Carolina State, Wisconsin. Uh, there were a couple of times in where uh, Russell Wilson did have uh, double digit interceptions at North Carolina State. Still was balling though. Don't get me wrong, he was still balling now. Uh, came to Wisconsin, did his thing in Wisconsin, bowl games, et cetera. So he too has a Super Bowl ring, beat Aaron Rodgers in the infamous <laughs> onside kick there uh, where the Packers actually had a one. And let me just tell this story to the fans. It was an NFC championship game. The Packers had this game won. I was already plotting and planning to go to the Super Bowl. It was in the fourth quarter. I was like, man, we about to go to the Super Bowl. Let me go ahead and start to look up flights and, you know, maybe even consider hotel accommodations, stuff like that. Not go to the Super Bowl game. I, I can't afford that. But just to be a part of the festivities because I had such a good time at the Super Bowl festivities in Indianapolis and it was just a great time. Went to festivities in New York. Great time. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll just, just go ahead and go for it, right? And all of a sudden, this onside kick just messed things up. We had – the Packers had the game one. We all know what, what happened. Seattle goes in there, goes to the, champ, you know, to the Super Bowl. They lose. And they lose on what? They lose by not handing the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. Peace mode. Russell Wilson – throws an interception in the red zone to win the Super Bowl. That factors into the equation here <laughs> of who I am selecting. When we talk about Aaron Rodgers, we're talking about two-time league MVP. We're talking about someone who, and as the fans know, I like to see what's going to happen in college and see what's going to happen in translating it to the NFL. Aaron Rodgers don't throw no interceptions like that, man. In Aaron Rodgers' 15-year career, I'd say up to 15-year career thus far, he's only had two seasons with double-digit interceptions, okay? 2008, he had 13 interceptions, and then in 2010, he had 11 interceptions. Other than that, Aaron Rodgers has had (laughs) single-digit interceptions for the rest of his career. Aaron Rodgers have made this into a thing because keep in mind, before Aaron Rodgers really got big, you know, yeah, there there were some great quarterbacks and all, mm-hmm. but they would throw interceptions, right? They would throw Brett Favre. We know, come on, Brett Favre threw a whole hell of a lot of interceptions. Yes, he did. But the rest of the league, they also, it was just like, okay, we just don't go for it. We're going to wing it. No, nah, Aaron Rodgers kind of changed the culture from a quarterback position to say, hey, you know what? It's not cool to throw interceptions it's not cool to turn a ball over like that and so everybody really started to kind of follow that model because everybody was like okay this this is you know really a thing so much so much so that in nfl history the passer rating the career passer rating the number one person is aaron Rodgers. close second is russell wilson but again russell wilson have had half the number of years of a career uh, uh, versus Rodgers. I- I'll say this too. Just the dimes that Aaron Rodgers throws, I mean, it's just phenomenal just watching him play. Now, Russell Wilson, I will say he has the leg. He has his legs. Uh, he's a threat. But there's something about Aaron Rodgers 
in where if he has some more pieces around him, I think this is why I agree with, uh, with some folks. I think the Green Bay Packers has, has done Aaron Rodgers a disservice with the pieces that's put around him. He's making do with what he has, but just imagine if he got a first or second round wide receiver or something like that, just how much better the team would be and how many more championships potentially the Green Bay Packers could have. So with that, man, look here, Russell Wilson, you're a great player. Uh, Potentially you are the MVP for this season so far with Aaron Rodgers even competing for that. Uh, You have a beautiful family, especially Sierra. (laughs) I'll say that you have done Wisconsin well, especially with the Wisconsin Badgers. But Danny, I got to take Aaron Rodgers. And And here's the other reason why I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was projected to be the number one draft pick in this draft coming out of Cal. Mm-hmm. He slid all the way down to the Packers to like, what? Well, and everybody 24. remembers this 24. And then he's in the green room, the cameras on him, all that stuff. He was projected to be the number one draft pick. And that would have potentially bro- broken a lot of people. It actually fueled him. Not only that, but he came from a Juco college, worked himself up, went to Cal, did his thing at Cal, had the draft issue where he slipped, worked himself up, Went behind Brett Favre, had a deal with Brett Favre, and whether or not he's going to retire, then not retire, et cetera, going back and forth. He had to deal with all that drama. And then he went ahead and rose to prominence and become a Super Bowl champion and MVP. That's a story that I can tell. For Russell Wilson, Wilson, I don't think Wilson was projected to be a first-round pick. He still did good. I mean, he had issue. I mean, I wouldn't say issue, but... There was some talk about him being not as tall as a quarter, you know, tall of a yep, quarterback. Being too short. Being Kyle too Murray, short. Yep. Yeah, Green. all that stuff, right? Yep. But he still did his thing. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers because of the story that I can tell with Aaron Rodgers. And Russell Wilson threw that interception in the Super Bowl when they're about to win it. I can't let that go, man. I know that probably isn't his fault, but he executed the play and – I think that right there causes me to definitely go with Aaron Rodgers and just how Aaron Rodgers is not only a first ballot Hall of Famer, but one of the best quarterbacks of all time. That's who I'm going with. What you got? Well, thank you, Jason. That was a compelling argument for Aaron Rodgers. A couple of other notes here. So playoff record, Aaron Rodgers is 10 and 8. Russell Wilson's 9 and 6. But you got to think of a couple of things. We know he talked about the value of the card. And when I look at Russell Wilson being a third round pick coming into Seattle, taking over Matt Flynn's job, who came from Green Bay to Seattle, and they had just given him that contract. He came in and just said, all right, man, it's been been fun. You got to go now. Mm -hmm. Relegated him to a backup role. And if you ever watch Russell Wilson in a game, they could be getting beat by like 50. He's still cheering his team on. He's still upbeat. Last night against the Minnesota Vikings, he just he threw a pick in the fourth quarter. They're down. You see him over there moping? Nope. Cheering everybody on. Let's go. Let's get this. Let's go. What'd he do last Aaron night? Aaron Rodgers would have had to throw a pick. Aaron Rodgers has had a great career. I cannot deny that at all. He has had his opportunities, and he only has one Super Bowl with all those opportunities. He has had better receivers than Russell Wilson, in my opinion, until now that Russell Wilson has DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Because you look at Russell Wilson had Doug Baldwin. That was it. And Seattle has been primarily a running team because of their offensive coordinator and their scheme. So they kind of bottled up Russell Wilson. And you look at this year, Russell Wilson isn't bottled up, tearing up the league. 
In years past, it was run, 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 run. All right, fourth quarter, go ahead, Russell Wilson, win the game for us. But Seattle had that defense, though. They did. They did. I'm not denying that. And if we go back to what you mentioned about when they neglected beast mode on that play, that's Bill Belichick. Come on, man. He knew the play. Come on, man. He knew the play. And I put this on Pete Carroll for trying to get Russell Wilson MVP instead of giving Marshawn Lynch the MVP. This was a coaching decision Come on, man. to strategically take the MVP away from beast mode when he rightfully deserved it. There's no way in the world they should have threw that ball. I'm taking Russell Wilson's card. I pause for effect. Because <laughs> the fans probably shaking their heads too. <laughs> you kidding me? Nope. He's in the prime of his career right now. Aaron Rodgers was left for dead before this year. If you remember coming into this season. What did Aaron Rodgers say? He said that last season, even though that's considered probably his worst season, that's a career season for most quarterbacks. What about the season before and the season before that? When he Same thing, it? same thing, man. Listen. He was airmailing receivers, Jason. He had Come fell on, off, man. man. You said he fell off, man. Russell Wilson's been I don't think he fell off. You know what? Stevens. I don't think I don't think he fell off. I think it was a combination, honestly, of one receiving core okay. because yeah i realized all the receivers are hurt he i mean he con constantly had to you know deal with new receivers what, what adams, russell wilson dealing De with Devontae adams well at least he, he was he he was was more consistent no his was more consistent uh and they had a running game packers don't didn't have a running game before really the floor when the last the last part of mccarthy mm -hmm. Packers didn't have no running game man they relied so much on uh, Aaron Rodgers, and folks got hurt. I'm a little shocked with this. I'm going to roll with it, man. I don't know. Uh, to me, the story of Aaron Rodgers, of climbing from Juco, playing at Cal, dominating that Cal, mm -hmm. projected number one pick, sliding. Everybody's trying to figure out why he slid that far, what's wrong with him, and then him coming under Brad Favre and dealing with uh, first ballot Hall of Famer and his chaotic retirement, flip-flopping, and mm -hmm. then, again, becoming a Super Bowl champion. Man, I, 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 that story right there is compelling. Two-time MVP, the, the way he throws the ball, the arm that he has. I don't think McCarthy at the tail end of his time in Green Bay, I don't think he utilized. I put like this: the offense was hell. I could call the plays from the couch. I knew what the Packers were going to run. It was predictable. <laughs> I mean, this is be. I'm just going to be honest. His McCarthy's offense was predictable. I think that was a detriment to you know the record and in the sense almost to Aaron Rodgers, regardless of how great he is. If you got a predictable offense, the defense is going to sniff it out. Aaron Rodgers has a golden arm. I like watching Russell Wilson play, but he doesn't. I don't have to stop and watch the TV screen for Russell Wilson. I would stop and watch Aaron Rodgers. Come on, man. This series, you, man. You don't want to see Russ Cook out there? <laughs> there there's a, I put it like this. There, there's a reason why a lot of people are saying Pat Mahomes is, is one of the greatest players that they've seen, quarterbacks that they've seen since Aaron Rodgers. There's a reason why they're saying that. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is great, man. He has won Super Bowl. Not his fault. I'm just saying for the card, I'm taking Russell Wilson's card or Aaron mm. Rodgers' rookie card. Mm -mm. I'm taking that I'm taking that Aaron Rodgers in and that card is going to be worth 
a lot of money and mm-hmm. lived up to up to the potential. So yeah. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers all day. I'm taking Russell Wilson. Thank you for joining us at Back Porch Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.